Nice. Well, dude, let's uh, you can right, you get yeah. that song going. Yeah. We should have done a Bayou version uh, for this episode. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, a um, what do you, a banjo version? Right. <laughs> I did take a couple banjo lessons, actually. What do you mean a couple banjo lessons? My guitar teacher got his hands on a banjo. Oh, uh, when he just taught you some lessons, yeah, some licks. Yep, couple little banjo rolls here and there. It is the the banjo is like a redneck instrument, but isn't it harder than a normal guitar? Um, yes and no. I mean, you just the way you play, it's very different than a guitar. Okay, so it's just not. It's just different. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very different. It has a specific technique, and mm-hmm. like the tuning's very different. To me, a guitar makes more sense. But I've been playing. You know, I have way <laughs> that's more because experience that's all you've playing played. guitar. Than and you're not from the south. The that's why. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're, uh, I'm trying to think of where the line would even be. I guess if you're from northern Tennessee or further north, you can't play banjo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that might be fighting words in Tennessee. I don't know. You know, could, they, could be, they're maybe. serious about their country yeah, down that's there. That's true. Well, you're our geography expert, Jared, uh, based on that one episode where we had to name name the states based on where it was like uh, you got a oh. million dollars for every state you named correctly, right? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, dude, I'll play the song. I know you get really nervous about wasting tape. Oh, so nervous. I'm shaking in my cowboy boots, Jared. I'm trying to work on my southern accent to prep for today's episode. <laughs> it's been a tough one, Jared. I did eat some uh, fried chicken to, to, get, to get in the spirit for today's episode. I'm just living it. Living it. Living the dream, Jared. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about the South, talk about the South of the United States. Uh, We uh, have our field agent who is there. He's got his boots on the ground. He's been uh, doing a lot of really hard work to find out what really makes the South tick. For me as a Michigander, as a, as a, as a, as a Yank, I think that's what they call us, right? I, I don't remember. Um, you know, as a Northerner, I'm very excited today to talk about uh, the South and some stereotypes and misconceptions, hoping to learn some new things about my Southern brethren and sisters. Uh, and as I said, through my uh, diligent and very hardworking and inquisitive field agent down in Louisiana right now doing some work so without further ado my co-host my good field agent what's going on jared what's up player how's it going how's it going (laughs) that's great you know it's funny i actually i i I don't have my soundboard today i forgot my my dongle for my iphone in my mom's car but i was able to do a little work around but it it took it took a lot like it was just like took a lot of work so i didn't do all my drops all i got were the theme songs in that drop. I'm like, there's no way I'm coming to this episode without that drop. <laughs> there we go. Uh, what's up, players? Uh, my players and play What's up, player? Um, <laughs> since it's my only drop, I got to get a good use <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Uh, I am here in the South uh, with the family doing some, some field research. The field research is coming to you. From Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then some in New Orleans as well. And then, you know, some light research, I would say, on my journeys that you guys have heard about through Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, uh, Alabama, and Mississippi, and the other states, other southern states I went through. 
I'm excited to talk about this. I'm, I'm very excited. Now we talked about. Can I just ask you real quick? We talked about. You say you say the the South or the Deep mm-hmm. South. Well, what are we talking about here? And is there a difference between those two? I think there is a difference between those two. And can we you can talk. We can talk about all that today. All right, let's do that later. We got we'll talk lots about of time, Jared. Lots about of time. Later. I would actually like to give a quick uh, shout out. I would like to say, "What's up, player?" To. Uh, um, uh, Oklahoma, actually, which I think is technically the South as well. Maybe not the Deep South, but the South. One year ago today, March 20th, Tiger King dropped. Fun fact. Shows oh, you where wow. we're at uh, <laughs> in this pandemic. I just thought that was fun. Um, you could also, by the way, uh, please. I mean, you could follow us on Instagram. I told you I deleted it off my phone. Chad doesn't give a shit about any of the social media or really anything. So he's not going to do it. Uh, but theoretically, you could say... What's up, player? to us on uh with with a five-star review on itunes and stitcher we will always take those what's up player messages and uh and we appreciate them very much uh you can also follow us on instagram on translatable podcast i guess you know sure why not uh chad i heard you have a van update i want to hear about this van update i do so i finally got my van back from the shop uh back from the dealership and the seats are gone jared they're in the basement now that's why your parents love that yep yep (laughs) Um, so I've got the, uh, back all good to go. I put up my, uh, curtain rod for the curtain to partition the back from the front. Uh, how did you hang it up? What did you connect it to? So it's one of those ones that you just, you screw it and it gets longer. Oh, like a, like a standard shower curtain kind of situation. And then you just twist it to tighten it. Exactly. And then what I did was I actually rest it. It's uh, up there, but then, you know, the little hooks you have where you could like hang a, like a hanger with like a, a jacket or something in a car. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call those things, but you know it's like a little plastic mm-hmm. hook, basically. I have the uh, shower curtain resting uh, on those hooks. I mean, oh, it fits so perfectly. Double, double uh, supported. Yep, and, and I'm. I mean, I like yanked on it a couple times, <laughs> and it did not move. Pull ups. That's right, dude. <laughs> if the if the uh, shower curtain was actually metal and not plastic, <laughs> well, I'm assuming it's plastic, maybe. Um, I actually saw a van lifer that had like a, uh, they had a ladder that they attached to the outside of their, uh, van and mm-hmm. they, they could use that for pull-ups that thing. Oh yeah. I guess over. that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so, so when is your, uh, when, when are, is, do you have a plan for an initial journey at this point? Traverse city, I think is going to be the first stop. Now you keep saying that, but stop. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. timing, timing wise. April. Okay. Um, so in, in two weeks. Oh really? Uh, hopefully, you're gonna. Oh damn it! I was reaching for my drops to to play on the road again, <laughs> but I don't have them. <laughs> um, so you're gonna be. You're in two weeks is when you plan to be on the road again. I hope. I so. can't wait to yeah. be on the road again. Yeah, because I have the bed frame, I have the mattress, I have the pillow, I have the sleeping bag, I mm. have uh, a tarp that I'm going to use as like an awning. I got to get some legs for the awning. Um, but yeah, How it's does a the work awning in progress. Work? So magnets, my man. It's a tarp. You magnet to the the roof of your van. You pull it out. So you just keep it. So you keep it inside, and then you just magnet it to the car Mm -hmm. when you get to where you want to stop. Yeah, you just roll it up. It's not like one of those ones that's permanently stuck to the outside. Now, if I got one of those, they're about three hundred bucks. Yeah, I imagine those are pricier. Yeah, yeah, which might be a worthy investment at some point. But for the time being, I'm going to try to remember it exactly. I, I, I exactly. gotcha. I gotcha. So, so um, uh, any fi- what are the what are some final things you have to make sure you do before you go? 
Uh, I want to get the the uh, sunshade, like sun reflectors for the windows, because mm-hmm. um, that will keep it, you know, keep it cool when it's hotter, and, some, and, the, and then warmer when it's cold out. Some privacy as well, I imagine. Yep, yep. Privacy is always good. <laughs> um, I need to grab a, a cooler. I'm probably going to use the cooler as a makeshift seat as well for the time being. So maybe get like a little mm. cushion that will fit the size of the cooler. Don't you have um, one of those like sports game fold out chairs? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably put that in there too. Yeah. Um, I also, what I want to do though is I do want to build a, a shelf. There's like, um, there's already like an overhead compartment, but what I want to do is uh, bring it out about two feet and then put uh, probably one or two support beams below. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I do that, then I'll have uh, a bunch of like uh, storage space up top where I can put like some clothes, sleeping bag, um, some other stuff. Uh, and then the other thing I'm going to get as well is um, they make these uh, little, it's like, um, I don't know how to describe it, Jared, but it just attaches to the back of your car, like to your headrest. And it has like a little fold-out table, some storage compartments. Mm. Um, it's just like, it, it, like you can get some that are made out of leather. They have some me- mesh ones. I'm doing like a little, <laughs> I don't know, milk and a cow uh, motion while I'm talking. I have no idea why. But yeah, so you just slide it over though the headrest and then you can like, um, you can put like a, like a tablet up there on that table. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming the table looked big enough where you could like, um, you know, eat like a, have like a little snack on there or something. Um, so yeah, we'll see. That's exciting. That's exciting. Slowly but surely. What what are you going to do during the day while you're in Traverse City? Uh, Hiking around. There's good hiking spots in Traverse City. Well, that's what I need to find out. I need to find out oh, where. So you're just spots. you just Traverse City is just some place in your well, head. I wanna, you well, I want to. Well, no, I want to go to There's Traverse no City as well. <laughs> um, the other reason why I want to go though, Jared, is to grab some wine. Mm. There's some really good wineries that I've. Do you uh, even tried drink there? Uh, I haven't I mean, drank in a long time, <laughs> but it'll be nice to have uh, have a couple bottles in case I, Listen, I do want a glass. If you're going to be in the woods there. by yourself, you got to drink. What else are you going to do? Um, That's true. Can I take you through, uh, you know, we're talking about the Deep South, mm-hmm. the South. You know, it's specifically the Deep South, but obviously through talking about the Deep South, we'll be, we have to talk about the South in, in, in its entirety. I have a list here of the best cities in the world of mm-hmm. t- from 2020 by Condé Nast Traveler. You heard of them? Okay. Nope. Well, they're very popular. Okay. And, um, I want to see if there are any southern cities on this list. Ooh, I also wanted to get your opinion on some of these cities. I, I haven't lo- I haven't deeply looked at this list. Laguna Beach, California. That makes sense. The city is uh, California's. Uh, this city in California's Orange County is known for riverfront parks and uh, secluded beaches. That makes sense. Florence, Italy. By the way, this is from twenty down to one. Have you been to Florence? Have you been to Italy before? I've never been to Italy. It's on okay. my list. I mean, Florence is one of my, my... I've never been to Florence either. I've been to Italy, but I've only been to... I've been to Venice, Rome, and Turin, Torino. Never Florence. But I think Florence is my, Florence is my parents' favorite uh, Italian city. Back to Laguna Beach, though, Jared. It looks <laughs> gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> I just pulled it up on Google. Well, keep up, because I'm three past that already. <laughs> All right. So you're on... Wh- what are you on now? I'm on Florence. What do you mean, what am I on? I just said okay. Florence, Italy. The next one is Porto, Portugal. I have been there, and it is amazing. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the water, and it's, it's, just, a, it's, like a, it's just a gorgeous European city. I have a feeling a lot of these places are on the water. Just a guess. Victoria, Canada is in Vancouver, also on the water. <laughs> 
Vancouver's a place I want to go to for sure. Siena, Italy. Italy's got two already on this list. Dang. Tokyo, Japan. Okay. Ooh, I like this one. Salzburg, Austria. Oosterreich. I do like that one. That's a that's a nice surprise. Not on the water, but it's in the mountains. Why is that surprising? There, there to you? is that nice river, though. That's true. Do you call that on the water, though? Yeah, I feel no. like to say on the water, you need a more serious piece of water you need a than a big river. lake or a mountain, a mountain, uh, an ocean. Really, only a Michigander like us, or like someone from Wisconsin or Minnesota, would also count lakes. That's true. That <laughs> I is feel true. like like the coastal elite. Hey, or like a big swamp. <laughs> Big Don't old about small. The, a good old bye, you. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Valletta, Malta. I've never even heard of that city. Uh, Wien, Österreich, Vienna, yep. Austria. I'm surprised that's not higher up on the list. A yeah, number twelve. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a a sort of a is stalwart the right word? Stalwart. What does that mean? Like a constant uh, stalwart, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, it's consistent. It, yeah, like a consistent, of... like high performer, loyal, mm-hmm. reliable, hard, hardworking. It's sort of like uh, Vienna is like a consistently on these sort of well, best I thought Vienna, cities to live in. It's it's definitely won some awards the last couple of years for being like the one of the most livable cities in Europe. At yeah, least. we've certainly talked about various like best cities to live in, mm-hmm. and, and Vienna's been on those lists before. And, and we and can for, attest it's pretty great to live there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Carmel by the Sea, also in California. You know, obviously some. This doesn't Carmel by the Sea. It's really it's interesting because I've never heard of that place. I haven't either. But the at least the uh, the architecture that they show in the picture kind of makes it look like it's in like Spain or something or Mexico. Probably was Mexico at one point. Uh, Sydney, Australia. Oi. Um, I heard I heard Mel- Melbourne. Uh, I I heard Sydney's not really the like if you want to go to. Well, like one city in Australia as a tourist, Melbourne's not the place to go. Or excuse me, uh, Sydney's not the place to go. Mm. Uh, Singapore, which apparently, oh, Singapore is a city as well as a country, I guess. Mm-hmm. Santa Fe, New Mexico, that's a surprise. Or number eight. Um, Charleston, South Carolina, look at that. Okay. Uh, the first there. southern state on this, uh, southern pl- uh, place on this list is number seven. That's uh, good. Our buddy, or my buddy, Brad, actually lives in, uh, in Charleston, or close to Charleston, South Carolina. And I've heard a lot of good things, but I've never been there before. Looks nice. It does. It kind of has like a sort of like an old school look to it. Like it looks it older than you'd expect for most American cities, which is actually something I enjoyed about New Orleans as well. I'm getting some good vibes from these pictures, man. <laughs> it's looking, looking pretty good. It's only like a, uh, I believe it's like a nine hour drive uh, from Michigan. Okay. I think your van could, could make it. I would hope so. After getting the service <laughs> and everything else, I would hope so. Wow. This is awesome. It's very colorful. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's, this is, wow. It kind of looks like, um, like it also kind of looks like, it looks like maybe you're like in Cuba or something, like walking down some of these streets. Yeah, it looks Not that nice. I've ever been to Cuba, but. All right, I'm, you know, nice. Brad keeps on telling me I need to go go there. Maybe I need to actually go. Maybe Monte Carlo, Monaco, that's not surprising. That, yeah. Lyon, France. Uh, Kyoto, Japan. Two, two from Japan on the list so far. Yeah, which is, uh, I don't think that's surprising. Uh, Merida, Mexico. If, if, so if it's M-E with a little accent over it, it would be I-D-A, it would be Merida, not Merida. I think you're right. Because yeah, you the to put the em- that's where you put the emphasis. I Medida. think you're right. Yeah. I Medida, think so. uh, Mexico. 
and then Chiang Mai, uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand. I've heard a oh, lot of good yeah. things about Chiang yep. Mai. And then another Mexican city, San Miguel de Allendo. 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 So one southern state, which number seven, not bad actually. Okay, let me ask you this. And no, uh, were there and no northern states on that list? No, or were there? No, no. There were a bunch of West Coast. There was some uh, New Mexico, I believe. There was, uh, and then a few Californias. Would would you count South Carolina South or Deep South? South. When I think of Deep South, I think of like, um, basically like Georgia, Alabama. Louisiana, and then Texas, Mississippi. And you miss Texas Mississippi. And I Mississippi, imagine. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Texas bridges that gap between like the South, the Deep South, mm-hmm. and the Southwest. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, like it depends. And it's so big. You know, there's so many different cultures. Like, if if you're on, you can. Uh, yeah, it could be Southwest if you're on the Arizona side, or it could be more Deep South. I guess if you if you're right. more on this side. Uh, the Louis, you know, the side closer you, to Louisiana, but it's interesting. You, you didn't mention uh, Florida, which is more south than all those states. Correct. Florida is a weird one, though. It I is feel a weird like one. Florida is its own thing, kind of <laughs> like <laughs> Texas. Really, if you, I, I agree if you with you hundred uh, percent. I, I don't really, I really, I really put it as its own thing. It's obviously a, like the South, and it, it certainly has South vibes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just the culture of it is so different from uh, from everything. It is. It is. And this is the same with Texas as well. I think Texas is starting to turn into uh, a Florida man kind of state, actually. They're starting to get, they're starting to hear more and more weird stories coming out of that place. You know know what's really important, though, Jared? Regardless if you're going to the South or the Deep South, what's that? It's to understand what those people down there are saying. What's up, player? That's true. That's true. So I thought it would be fun to uh, do some uh, Southern untranslatables. And I've got a couple I foreign too, untranslatables so I can, as well. We can go so. back and forth with some Southern Great. ones. Forget the foreign ones. Let's just do Southern ones. We're talking okay. about South. the South. And I have Southern some Pride. too, so we can go or is back that, and forth. Or is that not, are we not allowed to say that nowadays? <laughs> is uh, that? I mean, people still say it. You can say whatever you want. Listen, there's no such thing as allowed to or not allowed That's to. That's true. You could Plus, say Plus, Whatever who's going to cancel want. us, Jared? Nobody <laughs> listens anyways, right? So it's, it's exactly. all good. <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> we can get way worse than that, and there will be no consequences. That's true. That's true. Well, the first the first Southern term, Jared, that I think goes without saying is y'all. Oh, yeah. You that's a classic. You can't mention... Uh, you can't mention the South without y'all. And the funny thing, though, is I say it as well. And I'm not a Southerner. I've never lived in the South. <laughs> I like it. It's easy to say. You all saves me some time. Think and of those. Mm-hmm. It's more inclusive. Yeah. I have a nasty habit. And whenever I say You're it, I kind of. you guys? Yes. Yep. And folks is another good term, Jared. Yeah. That's another good see, gender. The, it's so crazy that the Southerners really, because that's another Southern phrase. The Southerners really have uh, have the market cornered on gender neutral phrases. Right. Uh, uh, Y'all ratings, and which folks. you would not expect. Right. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I don't feel, y- y'all doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Mm. You and feel I, like I, a poser? I do feel like a poser. It feels, okay. it feels like a like forced you know like it doesn't mm. feel natural to me it feels like i'm making a point to you don't say it accidentally or slip a couple out if you stay uh, in louisiana for too long i wish i did but see i i've never like like my mom you can sort of hear her southern accent come out more especially now that she's been living here for a while not really my dad but I, i've never had that much of an immersion into it where 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 it's had that much of an effect on on, on how i talk i think you know actually 
when I was a kid, my Southern family used to always tell me, why do I ask me, why do I talk so proper? That, that is that hilarious. That would be the exact word they would use is talk proper. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You do about. talk pretty proper, Jared. Do I talk proper? You do talk pretty proper. Okay. And and I, I like I don't. And, but the thing is, it's like I don't know how to answer that question. Why do right. I talk proper? I don't know because I'm not from here. <laughs> that's when that's when you got to just try to put on the thickest fake Southern accent you can. And be like, yeah. What do you mean I talk yeah. proper, boy? <laughs> I, that, that's the only word I can say. Well, <laughs> uh, here I got one for you. I got a, a my, yours wasn't really an untranslatable. That was just a common phrase that we say down mm-hmm. here. I, I have an untranslatable. Uh, he squeezes the quarter so tight the eagle screams. Oh, that's to be incredibly frugal. Yeah, but that's such a great I like that, though. saying. I'll say this. I think uh, the South has some of the best untranslatables in the uh, in the United States. Yeah. Well, I, I just love... Maybe the world. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Ooh, that's that's a bold statement. We've covered a <laughs> lot of untranslatables, Jared. But I think... I think so I'll, I'm not going to say the world. That's ridiculous. But I think there's... There's, There's something cool about Southern untranslatables. They I have feel like a, a charm to them. They have the most them. creativity to them. Okay. And I feel like they, they're almost poetic, you know? Well, Jared, I don't know if you're going to agree with this one then in terms of poetic because, uh, well, let me just give it to you and uh, we can see how uh, what your thoughts are. Uh, we're living in high cotton. I, I'm very familiar with that one. Uh, and um, it means it just means to be wealthy. Do you know mm-hmm. where that comes from? slavery <laughs> right i'm assuming right of course i just didn't want to say it <laughs> okay yeah i mean i mean that's pretty obvious that's pretty obvious right because if I've you got actually, lots of cotton you you're selling it you're making lots of money right my family uses that i've heard that untranslatable before that's because you're a uh, baller jared you're living in that high cotton man <laughs> oh yeah people always say it to me that's why <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see now I'm concerned that we have the same list, so you're just gonna we're just gonna go back and forth. Just keep That's giving all me right. more. Give, give, uh, give right, me fine, another fine. one. Uh, I could eat the north end of a southbound polecat. <laughs> I, I do not know what the, what that means whatsoever. You could also say I could eat the north end of a southbound goat. I think so. It's just you're starving. Yeah, I could eat a horse. How amazing of an untranslatable is that? I, I don't could, even wh- understand. What is it again? Can you say I it could again? Eat, I could eat the north end of a southbound pole cat. <laughs> pole cat? Pole, P-O-L-E. I think it's an animal, some sort of cat. Okay. But what does it mean pole to cat. eat the north end of a southbound animal? Does that mean, does that mean you eat his butt? <laughs> I can't tell. Is Dude, this a, is this a southern this, ass-eating reference? <laughs> girl <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a, is that how southerners flirt <laughs> what dude a polecat is a ferret oh I, okay or it's a muse uh mucilid is that a thing Must mustelid uh the your uh okay polecat is a common name oh so uh wait polecat is a common name for mammals uh but when i google it uh, a ferret popped up yeah it looks like a little rodent animal a like weasel. a rodent ferret animal yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so you'd eat anything. You'd eat a weasel's butt, essentially, I think is what this means if we were to translate. The end of a southbound. But if it's going or southbound, wait. the north end is it's still we- its head, isn't it? No, if it's going south, wouldn't its head be facing the way it's going? Oh, I see. So if you're saying the north end, it's walk. if it's going south, the north end would be behind it. Yes. Okay, so you're saying I'd eat a polecat's butt. 
I think so. I prefer I, think I prefer the way means. you think of it as a as a flirt as term for flirting. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat the north end of a oh, that southbound polecat. <laughs> See if you Jeez. just slightly change to the way you say it, it can get a whole lot dirtier. Ta- Ooh, talk wee. talk about I can eat the north to another stuff. level. Oh jeez. <laughs> Oh dear lord. Damn girl. Well, I can eat the north end of that southbound pole cat. Oh man. Uh I, I don't even rude. know how someone would react to that because it's like wh- what did you just Depends that's how they'd react. Say See if you say, if I say it down here, I might I might uh I might catch myself a wife. If I Maybe. say it up north a, wh- a wife. I might catch myself a two piece to the face, you know? That's they true. Might be that's like, true. What did you just say to me? Might be catching some hands. <laughs> All right, give me another uh, <laughs> Southern Untranslatable. Okay, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. I got a bunch of them. Well, here, uh, Jared, this is this is a good one that, um, I mean, I've def- I have some relatives who who are from the South, um, and I've heard my I've heard my aunt say this before. Where in um, the South? Uh, South Carolina. Okay, so not the deep south. Not the deep south, <laughs> but the south. Um, and I think I I don't know if there's actually an agreement on what is the quote unquote deep south and what is just the south but anyway i would say i i I, um i would agree with your assessment of it i I 100 percent agree with like the mississippi louisiana alabama georgia like as far south as it basically goes except florida is that weird outlier florida is like that weird cousin or uncle that's like you know yeah but Um, i'd say they certainly have more deep south vibes Mm-hmm. Than than like than than other cultures, but they certainly have their own thing. But I think they yeah. it, it is still deep south vibes. They just have their own level of what Definitely. is it? Uh, bath salts added into it. That's right. Well, Jared, <laughs> let me uh, give you this uh, this phrase that I hear my aunt say all the time: "Bless your heart." Yes, yes. How would you translate that though, Jared? What does that hmm. What does that phrase mean? Hmm. Bless your heart. It's very uh, all encompassing. Okay. You know, it could be it could be positive. It could mm-hmm. also be like, like there's nothing I can do for you, or, or like, or it's like, good luck, but like, uh, sarcastically, <laughs> right? Or or can't it also be kind of like a or thank ironically, you? I should say, sure, yeah, like like if you're very thankful, yes, right, mm-hmm. right, like uh, you yes. know you like you bring me my sweet tea and I say, oh, bless your heart, Jerry. Or like 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 if my if my like if uh my grandma lost her purse. Mm-hmm. And she thought she lost her purse, and I happened to find it. And she's like, "Oh, bless your heart!" Yeah, for sure, okay. for sure. Or, or it could be used like when your dad saw your longer hair and be like, "Oh, bless, bless his, his heart. heart! He needs to get <laughs> yeah. a haircut. He's lost bless his, his way in this world." <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's a pity. It's a, it could also be used as pity for sure. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> uh, my last one. My last. Uh, I'm sure it seems like you have a bunch, but this is the last one I just have in front of me. This one I love, and I I don't know if I've heard this one or not, but I, I love it. My eyeballs are floating. What? Does that mean you're drunk? I have no idea. No, what but I means. guess that's a good guess. That that does make sense. But no, that's my not. My eyeballs what it means. are floating. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Think about it. If you're so if if you're so filled up with liquid that your eyeballs are floating, you're you've drank too much. You're full. What, and what what does that result in? Um, if you drink too much, eventually, what's going to need to happen? You need to go to the bathroom. There you go. Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. You really have to pee. Okay. So you essentially, pee, there's pee so like much liquid horse. in you that it's all the way up to your eyes, and it's pushing your eyes up, you know? Mm. And that's when you know you got to go. Okay. Boy, my eyeballs are floating. 
That's, <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Bless his heart. <laughs> Here, can you tell me what this one means, Jared? And have you heard this one before? <clears throat> if the creek don't rise. Oh, yeah. Um, is that like when pigs fly? I'm asking you. Uh, I mean, I have the the little blurb here. Um, here it's, but um, no, it means if the creek don't rise, it's if the uh, creek don't rise. I'll see you then if the creek don't rise. Oh, uh, okay. I've never heard that one before. I feel like I have, but I can't. Is that, is that just means like God willing, essentially? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. We'll be there unless something out like of our control right. stops I us. Gotcha. So yeah, I gotcha. yeah. That's I would the thing, say though. so. Uh, here in Louisiana, the creek rising is a pretty common occurrence. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it floods almost every year here. It's somewhere. <laughs> so right. creek is, the creek is always rising <laughs> at an alarming rate, actually. So yeah, maybe that's not like the best it? phrase. Oh, yeah. Okay. It does. It don't amount to a hill of beans. By the way, let's remember, we want to leave them wanting more. So you don't have to go through every single untranslatable on this list. Oh, what was it again? Something about it, a hill of it, beans? It don't amount to uh, to hill of beans. Oh, it's just like it's worth nothing. Yep. It's, yep. it's not even worth a bunch of beans. Exactly. Exactly. I've never heard that one before. That For some reason, that sounds like one that they say across town, if you know what I mean. Which you don't. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, all right, Jared. I think I think for now we can we can move on and just talk yeah, more about the South. I'll say in this: I feel like mm-hmm. you'd still prove my point that there is something almost poetic about Southern Southern right. untranslatables. All right, here. Let me give you one bonus okay, one. One please. bonus one because this <laughs> this is a good one right here. Busy as a cat on a hot uh, on a hot tin <laughs> roof. Busy as a cat on a hot tin roof. I don't even understand why, like why, but <laughs> I mean, obviously it means to be very busy, but I don't understand why, why, why is a cat just busy trying to get off of this hot tin roof? Probably. But I feel, I still feel like that, that is, it's just a, I like the creative creativity of these uh, Southern untranslatables. Yeah, they're okay. good. So you would like to talk specifically about stereotypes and perceptions of the Deep South. So we, we, we went over the fact that the Deep South are those states that are really like the swamp states at the very the bottom. On the, on the east coast, on the east side of the U.S. at the very bottom of the Correct. United States, excluding Florida because, you know, we don't Florida, know what's happening. Yeah. We don't know what's in the water. <laughs> right. We can't fully They, they don't even know what's going what's on happening there. there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, and so... Um, I'm and so we and then so we know that there's obviously then the South is sort of the it's the South would be like Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Arkansas. What, Texas. We already talked about it's a little different. Texas, a little different. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the, and then I guess that that's it. That's all of them. I guess. Mm-hmm. Did you say Alabama? That's deep South. Oh right, right. Gotcha. Um, what 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 to you separates uh, culturally? I guess is separating. The South from the Deep South. I think the food. I think in the Deep South, like especially in the more bayou areas, mm. I think they just the food they eat there is a little bit different, right? You mm. have more crayfish or, or crawfish, depending on who you ask. Um, yeah, I guess there's just probably more seafood, in, seafood general. in general. That's true. Right. More fish. I also think, at least in, in, in that's food. I mean, food's a common one. I didn't even think about. I thought about food differences, obviously, to, between like the North and the South. But yeah, I guess you're right. There are a lot of like, like, there's a lot more fish 
being eaten probably, especially in Louisiana. I would also say, you know, Louisiana is such an interesting one too, because I feel like like the French influence is is still very strongly noticeable here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like even just from things like street names and stuff like that. But I, I feel like you, you can see it sort of in in the i don't know if the yeah i think you can see it in the cuisine and i just i just feel like you you get there there is like a that that is part of it too is just there's more i I think there's more influence in the culture other than just like americanism like there like there's the the cajun there's the creole there's there which are both sort of like offshoots of like haitian or french like like there's just i think there's just a more like it's well, like speaking, a different speaking of food and french influence on some uh places in the south jared i want to ask you about a couple foods here and if you've tried sure. them before mm-hmm. um, as i said i'm excited to learn some more about the south this episode um have you ever had couchon de lait uh, i'm shocked at the first one you said i've literally never heard of i mean lait is milk uh yeah uh I, i'm pretty sure it's couchon de lait it's uh i understand an, an event I... where a suckling pig is roasted over a blistering hickory fire until the inside is tender and juicy and the outside uh brittle as well cooked bacon i have never heard it's of spelled this. c-o-c-h-o-n yeah i see it i'm looking D-E- at it yeah this mm-hmm. looks like a like like it's just like pig like you're at a luau or something Right. I have never seen this before. This is uh, a southern thing. By the way, it mm. looks delicious. It is. They, it says uh, Louisiana specific. See, there we go. Right, I'm going to have to ask my family about this one. You will. You will. Uh, I, I expect an update for the next episode, or at least uh, if not the next one, the following. What I'm seeing is it's just a fully a fully cooked pig. Like, it's the mm-hmm. full thing. Um, I mean, they have boars down south, don't they? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, get, I mean, they certainly have pigs some down here. Wild pig, boy. Yeah, pigs are, are everywhere. Okay. <clears throat> have you ever had griots? What the hell is happening? Gri- <laughs> griots. Are, this is, this is griots. I'm uh, surprised that at the... I've never heard of griots. And grits, apparently. They good. I'm grits. two for two so far this episode. Can you explain to me what griots yes, is? Yes, griots. Uh, beef or veal round steak... Brown, then uh, simmered until tender in brown tomato sauce, served over rice or grits. Yeah, interesting. So, right, yeah. I'm surprised. You know, it's also interesting that the two things you've said so far have no seafood in them. That's true. I'll that say this. True. Since I've been here, I have already have grits. I have, I have already had grits. What are grits for those uh, to explain to those out there who have never had the opportunity <laughs> of having grits. Grits are a uh, are porridge made from boiled cornmeal is what it is. And, you know, there's actually a very hot debate in the black community. Um, do you know anything about grits? Have you ever had no. grits? Are grits I've part had of them your once life? or twice. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to know anything about this. And no. I know you're, you're uh, you know, you, you're, yeah, I don't need to, but um, there's a hot debate. <laughs> it's like, I don't need to insult you on your knowledge of the black community or lack thereof. Uh, there's a hot debate on uh, sugar or uh Oh, or I, heard, I heard about grits. this. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's salt, right? Uh, I'm team salt and I agree with you. It is okay. salt. But I think, I think, um. Well, I was going to say salt. I think salt is also more of a southern thing because okay. at least, uh, you know, at least I know here in Louisiana, grits, like, like 
grits is a is a more of a dinner item it's than savory. it is a breakfast item. So there's like shrimp and grits is a very popular meal. Like the griage okay. you just mentioned is served with grits. These are mm-hmm. all savory dishes. Like you're not serving shrimp or like like pork. Have some sweet or beef. Shrimp, I mean, boy. with like yeah, with like sugary grits. Like yeah, these are it's, it's a it's a savory thing. And so I think it's if, but if people eat it for breakfast, uh, more for breakfast, I think those people are more likely to say sugar. Granted. I eat grits, or I've eaten grits for breakfast and dinner, and you will never catch me putting sugar into my grits, just to be clear. Uh, I'm a Louisiana man, and I am a proud butter and salt grit eater. And uh, There we go. <laughs> and if I said anything else, I would not be allowed in this household. <laughs> I honestly don't think I've ever had sugar in my grits. The idea of it doesn't even make sense to me, to be honest with you. Right. I don't, I don't really get that one either. All right, Jared, I'm going to let you off the hook because I know you've had these uh, dishes before. Gumbo. Gumbo is a staple in, the, uh, in, in, the, in Louisiana. And gumbo is a, I, I guess it's like a hearty soup, you'd call it. And usually what you'll find in it is, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of variations, but usually you'll find shrimp. You'll find a, I, think, I believe it's called an andouille sausage, which is a southern style sausage. Andouille sausage find, is great. Sometimes you'll find um, crab legs in there. Uh, sometimes you'll also find, um, oh, you'll usually find okra, and then, uh, which is a popular southern uh, vegetable, and then uh, various other vegetables in there. And it's through this thing called the roux, which is like this flour sort of paste thing that you heat up, you thicken it, mm-hmm. and then that is served over rice. And gumbo is also a very, uh, like gumbo is one of those dishes where um, like everyone has their own recipe and everyone knows like the person that makes the best gumbo, you know, but like it's, it, but there's no level of agreeance <laughs> so who's who's your in your opinion your top gumbo go-to well listen my I, I, i'm not trying to start family feuds or anything you're not gonna start you. family feuds the answer is my dad but he's okay. the best probably the best cook in my family period mm-hmm. um and uh it, but like I, you know my gumbo experience is so limited because i i'm a northerner that has spent a lot of time sort of uh, peeking into the lifestyle of these Southerners, but I don't. I haven't really been fully immersed. You know, like I haven't grown up in it or anything. So I right. think, <clears throat> I think I would confidently say my dad, and I'd probably stand by that, even if I've had other ones, because he is a very good chef. But um, you know, it's also been. I've heard other people say that too. I'm not just saying this myself. What's the uh, What's the secret sauce to the to making good gumbo? Listen, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. So Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Ask me another Moving on. <laughs> another southern staple, Jared, jambalaya. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Jambalaya is like a uh like a, a rice dish or like so it's it's a uh, rice that you also put in like a it's like mixed in with like a tomato sort of uh paste, not paste, mm-hmm. but like a tomato dish, but it's not like liquidy. Jumbo it like it's it's the consi- like it's it's the consistency of like a dry-ish rice not it's not dry would you rather go for i know these are very different dishes mm-hmm. but would you rather go for a jambalaya or gumbo i'd probably go for gumbo okay i like the i like because i i like the rice i like the plain rice with the sauce I, I don't know i like the soup nature of the of the of the gumbo more still okay. with the rice i think also i feel like i've had a lot more gumbo than i have had jambalaya my 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 not not that my family has anything against it. It's just I don't I don't see 
my I don't see jambalaya in my family that often. I'm very familiar with it, but it's just not something that we do all the time. Gotcha. Okay. I have another one for you that I imagine's on that list. Shrimp mm-hmm. Creole is another one. Oh yeah. What what exactly is that though? That one I'm actually a little less sure about. I'm not a huge fan. Like, it, but my my family loves it. But I'm not a huge fan of shrimp creole. I, all I all, all I do know is that it's just like it's like a, it, you know, if it's like a. I'm not gonna say it's all a, a, a little slightly. It's it's like a shrimp soupy dish though. Like essentially, okay. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but it is sort of like a like a. I can't call it a soup, but it is almost like a soupy consistency, and it's just shrimp with vegetables mixed in. Okay. What about? Um, uh, but, but, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't, I, I don't want to go. I, I don't want to just talk about all these foods, though. I, I want to talk about what the, the what makes the South different. And so these are all foods that they have in the South that we don't have in the North. But I think right. what really sticks out about Southern food is that uh, here are a few things that I that come to my mind when I think of Southern food. I think of spicy. Mm-hmm. I think of very yeah, spicy. Okay. I think they can handle extreme levels of spice uh, with ease. Mm-hmm. I also think of, as you mentioned, seafood. I also think of uh, fried. Oh, yeah. A high oh, level yeah. of things being fried. Fried catfish is very popular down here. Um, fried shrimp is very popular. We have something called po'boys, which are very popular in Louisiana, which is a sandwich that usually involves either fried oysters, shrimp, or catfish in, in a, a big sandwich with like a, a big fluffy French bread. Um, what else do I think of? I think those are the big, the three main ones I think of. Spicy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You know what else I think of? And it's only because uh, we've talked about it uh, on the podcast is, and is this still a thing in Louisiana? Uh, drive through liquor store where you can get your <laughs> you know, d- drive through daiquiris. Is this still a thing? Oh, a hundred percent. I was actually thinking I, I, I want to do that today after this after. I'm this surprised evening. you didn't have a, have one in your hand ready to go for the podcast. <clears throat> well, it's you know we started at two in the afternoon. To be fair, uh, I, I, I do Saturday, have though. some level of restraint, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. I actually I was going to go, so I did go to New Orleans, and I was in New Orleans all week last week. Actually, I just got back yesterday. And I was going to go, but the problem is, I wasn't going to go to a drive-thru one. You know, there are a bunch of them around that you can just walk into, but most of them are sort of concentrated to like the, the sort of the where the party-ish sort of stuff is. And there was, I started walking in that direction, and there were so many people over there. It just made me a, very uncomfortable. That's and I was fair. like, I don't need it that bad. I don't need it that bad. So, so I didn't do that. But yeah, they do have the drive-thru liquor stores. And it's very weird that the, the way they justify it is just that like we give you the styrofoam cup with the top on and it's technically not open if you don't put the straw into it. So that's Ooh. the rule. Loopholes, um, baby. But yeah, you can get like a 32-ounce daiquiri to go and they just hand it to you in your car and say, all right, drive away now. Um, also, okay, so... I think I definitely recognize these these different. When I was younger, I honestly felt like I was a, a foreigner coming down here. And they, they, the South is a different world. I feel they like. kind of treated me like it too. I'm gonna be honest. With you. <laughs> I mean, I told you they they you talk found, so proper. They found the way I talked to be very confusing. Um, and I think I, I think they thought like I was some like smart guy. And I'm like, I don't think I'm as smart as you think I am. I just I talk I just differently. Have this uh, yeah this northern accent. Right, that, which to me, dude, if you would have had a British accent, get out of here. Say. I feel like get it was sort of, of like 
like it was a similar feeling to like being an American and hearing a British accent and just assuming that they're smart. Right. <laughs> I certainly felt a little bit of that being in the South uh, as a Northerner. Here's another um, <clears throat> stereotype or, or, or uh, perception of the South. And we actually can prove or disprove this. I have, I have mm-hmm. a way to do this. Okay. A popular one. And I think the South gets this, but I think it, it goes to the max. I feel like the South has a lot of stereotypes, but then I f- a lot of, you know, especially a lot of negative ones. But I, then I feel like the Deep South just like heightens a lot of these, like, like it's even worse, you know, one of them being education. Yeah, I feel like in general, there's this stereotype that the South is the most uneducated part of the world and that they don't know anything and that they're dumb. But I'd say that when it comes to the Deep South, it's taken to the next level. Mm -hmm. I think that that the Deep South is expected to be like the dumbest part of the United States. Would you agree with that? At least that. Yeah, that's the perception for sure. I hear Chad have the U.S. news. Uh education rankings for i know quite a few southern states are towards the bottom i think mississippi or alabama is 50 right let's see what the uh what we'll start from 50 and work our way up to see if this is true that the uh deep south is the most uneducated part of the world Mm -hmm. uh do you agree with that by the way do you do you what your hypothesis what do you think you're gonna well it's it's that's a it's a broad statement. It's it's hard to say. I would I mean, say I'm that just setting you up for a cancellation the, here for sure. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, the the perception I would say with a lot of people is that the you know the stereotype is yeah you're kind of hillbilly redneck dumb southerners. I think um, there is mm-hmm. some validity to that because I think in the United States generally you know we've talked about how afraid we are to discuss the true history of our United States and the true like uh, the true origin of race relations and, and, and how that mm-hmm. formed and what, that, what the impact that had on society. And I think that when you're in these southern states, that's going to be amplified because that, we're, not, we're not only talking about U.S. history. Now it's getting even more personal because right. this is happening you know, right down the street from where you live or whatever. But there is a point I want to make before we discuss mm-hmm. which states are uh, – you know, better or worse in terms of uh, educational ranking. Um, I do think that, you know, the the things I've seen, at least on TV about Southerners and stuff like that, it seems like it seems like maybe they may not necessarily rank the highest on the education scales. But there is something I think about like Southern ingenuity. Like, you know, you see uh, there was a show I used to watch called Swamp People on the History Channel where they were in the bayou. And it was just amazing to see how resourceful these Mm -hmm. alligator hunters were Mm -hmm. Um, and and how smart they were. But they had they had what we would probably call a lot of street smarts, which I do think is very different than book smarts. I'll say this. My mom, you know, my mom's side of the family is very big. She has... Seven, she had, not, not all of them are living, but she, her family, you know, was made up uh, originally of seven brothers and two, and two sisters, not including herself. So 10, mm-hmm. you know, 10 kids in her family. And um, so, you know, we have an extensive, uh, you know, cousin list mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't even, oops, sorry, I don't even really fully know all of them as well as I should. But, um, but my, uh, speaking of that Southern ingenuity, my my parents 
have no matter what happens. Granted, my cousins are at my house right now doing yard work in our backyard. No matter what has gone wrong or no matter what needs to be fixed, whether it be a car, whether it be yard work, whether it be plumbing, whether it be... Um, you know any sort of thing that needs to be fixed we my mom knows who to call and they can do it when and it'll be done within like the day for very cheap my grandma's uh yard flooded um f- flooded uh, a couple a couple months ago and um some of my family members i don't honestly don't even know which ones fixed it for uh less than half the insurance deductible in a matter of like a day or two <laughs> nice and it's so i agree with you i i think i think there's certainly something for for like the, the get shit done part of it you know when we talk about education that is you know that is a little elitist i guess you could say because yeah, it, it, for it, sure. is, it is it's like what do you, you what do you consider uh smart you know is it just these grades you get or how well your right. kids your your kids score on the sat and grades aren't everything you know you can For make sure. a lot of great impacts in the world and on life uh even if you don't have great grades that's true you do great that's true school. that's true but anyways let's get yeah, into this list because i'm curious yeah <laughs> so now no. let's look at this list and shit on some something no, i'm just kidding i'm not saying <laughs> I, i'm not even saying that's gonna happen you that's right. your assumption it is that my assumption. Gonna happen. We'll I'm see not if saying it's that true. that's going to happen. I'm trying to see what year this is, but I, I can't even tell. But it, it is it is recent, so it is certainly within the last year or two, for sure. Anyway, number 50 is New Mexico. Okay. Not the Deep South at all. Number 49 is Alaska. Not the Deep South at all. No. Uh, oh, now, granted, I'll say New Mexico the year before. What, oh, wait, actually... Uh, Oh, excuse me. Okay. So what I'm looking at is specifically going to be uh, pre-K to uh, like the grade school. There's also higher okay. education as well, but I'm going to specifically look at grade school. Um, we can do higher education too, actually, after if you want. Okay. Uh, number 48, this is once again grade school, K through 12. I wish I had my soundboard. I could use a good wah-wah for this one. Louisiana. Uh-oh. <laughs> Another wah-wah is in order because 47, Alabama. Uh, 46 is Arizona. 45 is uh, West Virginia. 44, South Carolina. Okay. Which is not the deep south, according to, I guess, us. Your <laughs> <laughs> geography experts at the Untranslatable Podcast. 43. 43? And, then, you know, the irony when I see 43 is that, it, is that the flag in itself shows you just how uneducated these people mm-hmm. are in this state. Can you so guess what state it is? Yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> Ooh, Mississippi! And I say that for those of you that don't know, Mississippi, they just changed it, but up mm-hmm. until literally like less than a year ago, Mississippi's state flag had a... Uh, had confederate a, uh, flag on there. Had a confederate flag in it. Yeah, the old stars and bars was part of their state flag. Um, Oklahoma, 42. Arkansas, 41. So south... south um, Nevada, Rhode Island, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Kentucky. Oh, we're pretty. Oh, yeah, Michigan's not, Michigan not great. Michigan's not list. great. But what's I'll say this: one? Georgia is twenty-six. So that's okay, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's about what's, that's about half. That's about halfway. Give me number one, Jared. Uh, number one is New Jersey. Really? Mm-hmm. New then, Jersey. Oh, I know. I, really? Let me give you a proper shocker. I don't think okay. New Jersey is a proper shocker. I don't think uh, Massachusetts at, at number two is a big shocker. Okay. Number three will shock you. 
What's number right three? Right after this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Commercial uh, Dollar on. Shave Club every... No, uh, Florida. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's a proper no upset way. right there. Wow. And I'll give you one even crazier than that. Okay. Uh, Florida uh, for higher education? Number, number one. one. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. What are, what are we doing in Michigan, bro? <laughs> really, I, I don't Florida. know. I don't know what the hell is going on in in, in Florida. How so I, you know? But that's the thing. That's the thing. We have to remember smart. We have to remember book smarts and street smarts, or like your ability to comport yourself on the streets. Two completely different things. True. Although, let's look at higher education. Oh, excuse me. I just realized what I did actually it, um, mm-hmm. was. Um, the overall the, the the overall rank. So actually, New Mexico, uh, Louisiana is actually uh, forty six for for uh, K through twelve, but mm-hmm. and then they're forty eight for higher education and forty eight overall. So the originally what I told you was overall, not just um, and then you gotcha. can split it up by higher education. Okay. And, but still, Florida is still number three and then number one for higher education. That is still not changed. Um, and then I guess unsh- and then higher education is, is a little less surprising. Oh, let's start. Actually, we're trying to see the worst. What are they doing down in Florida, man? I don't know. I mean, they do have a lot of schools there. Louisiana is still number 48 for higher education. But as far as higher education goes, Alabama's 39. Mississippi's 37. Uh, so it's not as bad. It's not as bad. But I would, I would say generally the stereotype is true. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. So quick question or the perception is true. Quick question. So we did talk about the whole drive-through daiquiri thing, or what have you. So because New Orleans doesn't have any open I'll container say this, laws, by the way. I've been to uh-huh. Colorado and they also have drive-through. Do they really? Places, yeah. Okay. It's not just a South thing. All right. Well, it looks like I need to go to Colorado <laughs> and to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I don't, it's not as common though. Cause I have family that lives in Colorado, and I, I certainly have seen and maybe been to at least one drive-through liquor store in Colorado as well. Right. Okay. But so can you actually like drink while you're like walking down the street in New Orleans? Is that okay or is that are you um, looked at kind of like a lush? How does that work down there? Oh, a lush. That's a good word. That sounds like what is that what does that mean? A lush is like, is like, a, like someone who like Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like um, a drunkard. <laughs> you know why Another I love word? that word? Because I've re- I recently watched Bridgerton and it sounds like something they'd use in Bridgerton. You know the term that they used for um uh, for uh, like a like a someone that sleeps around her a lot is a, a rake. That's what you call really? someone. That, uh, oh, he's such like a, a rake. garden tool. Is someone? Oh, I guess he just rake just raking up the the ladies or something. I like guess that. maybe. But that that was a suit. That was like the phrase that they use for like a, a whore or a slut or something That's like funny. that. A rake. You rake. You garden um, tool. Uh, so I, I don't actually I don't know New Orleans alcohol. Uh consumption rules i do know that there is i i my guess now you can now let me say this you can definitely drink in public a hundred percent but i don't think that i i think there might be a like an area of new orleans where that's specifically allowed and i think that area it it might be more contained to like what you might think of as like the the party-ish bourbon streety kind of area like my parents right like have a place in new orleans but it's sort of out not in like the suburbs but it's not like there you're not going to see people like partying or, or you're not going to see tourists really walking around in, in this area. And I don't, I would be less confident to walk down the street drinking booze there. Granted, I will say I have walked through like the sort of party area 
of New Orleans drinking alcohol before for sure and seen nice. plenty of people do it. Okay. So here, Jared, this this might be kind of fun. Oh, um, I think I, it's just the French Quarter. That's what it is. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here, this is kind of a cool article. Uh, it's by thetravel.com. Five stereotypes about the South that are completely false and five that are kind of true. Now, what I'm going to do to make this a bit more exciting, Jared, mm. is I'm not going to tell you which ones are the it. false ones or the true ones, and you got to tell me if you think this is true or false. Okay. Okay. First one I'm going to give you, true or false, Jared, so- Southerners, their accents are super heavy. I'm going to say that they say that's false. Okay. And what do you say? What's your Jared ranking? I'm going to say that... Um I'm going to say that not everyone is super strong, but I would say that that on a whole, you can, especially here in Louisiana um, and the Deep South specifically, and not just Louisiana, you know, that's my experience is Louisiana. There, right. there, is, an, there is a noticeable accent. Now, it might not be, everyone might not be going, hey, what's up, y'all? Let's go get some jambalaya and some, <laughs> and some, <laughs> and some uh, I don't know, I can't even think of another word, and some gumbo. We're going out on a fish fry. Like, it's not all just that ridiculousness. Right. But I would certainly say that on a whole, you're not, you're, you're not going to come across someone from the deep south where you don't know that they're a, that they're a southerner. And now I would say Tennessee uh kentucky south you know more more north south southern states i would say their southern accents are are it's a different specifically Mm -hmm. not only is it specifically different like you can sort of hear the difference but it's also a a little less aggressive and a little less uh pervasive as well right that makes sense okay yeah so so they did say that was we're talking about the deep south i'm going to disagree with the false i'm going to say that you can always almost always tell Okay. I would also argue if you are in more uh, rural areas, smaller towns, you'll probably hear more of a thick accent, would sure. be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Same true or false, anywhere, Jared? Though. Everyone in the South says y'all a lot. <clears throat> true that's or true. false? That's true. Yep. Yep. And they say true. And I would probably agree <laughs> with that. And I've not yeah, I mean, that's very a, it's a standard. It's a standard, very standard word right. here. True or false, Jared? Uh, everyone in the South uses... Well, I think the fact that they're saying everyone, everyone. Is, yeah, is just nothing. Bad. That's never true. How about this? How about this, Jared? The majority of people yeah, in the South have antiquated gender roles. What do you think? True or false? I'm going to agree with that. Okay. I would they say, say here that's false. Of course they do, because it's kind of offensive. <laughs> that's fair. It's kind of offensive <laughs> to say that. <laughs> right. Um, I, why I'm why disagree is with that, that offensive, though? Just because it goes against the, the I mean, cause you're just modern saying, narrative? Because at this point, you're kind of just saying that they're, they're kind of just like old school and they're not really, you know, they're not really up to date with like what modern society is doing, essentially. Right. But I'm going to disagree with that. And here's why. Uh, because one, the South and especially the Deep South, religion is is a lot more pervasive and, and mm-hmm. it. it the South in general is a lot more religious on a whole. And so the, like the, the chances of finding someone that will call themselves uh, atheist or, or not, not Christian is going to be a lot less here than it would be in Baton Rouge than it would be in Detroit, for example. Right. That's um, true. And that I think is a hundred percent true. And I think with that comes a lot of more conservative values, even, and this mm-hmm. is not just white people, like even like there's this idea that, you know, that, the, you know, it's like, like black people, I think are more conservative than what than than people think. It's just they they don't show it in their politics because 
modern day republicanism does not represent black people you know but i think right. if there were if there were more conservative options that actually did somehow represent black people you know i think that you would find that black people are more conservative than than you might think so i only yeah. say that to say that in general i would say on a whole it's safe to say that uh not you know when i say that that the south and the deep south specifically is more conservative and right. i think with the conservative conservative conservatism comes these more gender you know these more old school gender roles and expectations right watch out jared you're gonna get the black liberals to come cancel us <laughs> i don't i think i think i think they'd agree with me i'm yeah, not concerned no, about I, that. I, I agree with you too <laughs> uh, all right jared true or false southern people can't drive in the snow yeah but that's because i hate that that's because they never have any reason to Right. Like, well, yeah, they're just not of experienced course they with can't. It. Right. <laughs> and, and so right. it's like you see, you see these people. It's fun, you know. We've talked about how it's uh, it's fun to make fun of them when we see them slipping and sliding as Northerners. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, well, why should they know how to do this, and why should they right. be per- experts at it? Also, they don't have the tires for right. it. Right. They don't have the equipment. I'll they say don't this, have you know, the experience. Of these tires in general. I've noticed that people in the South or in like places where it don't uh, snow do have way less concern for tire wear. So mm-hmm. I feel like here up north, out of necessity, we're less likely to go with just a straight up bald tire. Right. Uh, but you, I think you see a lot more of that in the South because you can go a lot longer without it being a, a big problem. I mean, it's a problem, but without right. being a, a lot, without it being an obvious problem. Makes um, sense. And so it's like, yeah, they have no reason to, to be able to do it. But I, I think that, um, you know, I listen to a podcast and they're based in, in North Carolina and they always talk, and not always, but they've talked about how, you know, Southerners or Northerners always make fun of Southerners for being able to, uh, not, not being able to drive in the snow. And they're like, they're like, really? Why you guys do? Like, it's really, it's like, it is dangerous. Like, just because you guys can do it, like, it doesn't mean it's not dangerous. They're like, right. really, you guys shouldn't be doing it as much as you should and just sucking it up and, and, and putting up with such uh, terrible conditions, and, which is true. I mean, like, driving in the snow really is just like a, like a, a crapshoot of whether you're going to make it home in one piece or not. Or not. True. <laughs> Very true. Like, really, the fact that we just, I mean, I understand that we have to do it, but, like, for example, even in, in places like, like uh, Europe, they have a lot stricter rules on like making sure you have the proper tires and stuff like that. Here, it's just like go for it. Yep. So yeah, I, I'd this say they America, are Jared. they are bad at Freedom. it. But I think I think maybe rather than us making fun of them, we might need to reconsider our, 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 our practices. How, yeah, sure. how often we yeah. require ourselves to drive in the snow. That's a good point. All right, Jared. Let me give you two food-related ones. True or false? Uh, the majority of Southern food is fried, covered in gravy. I'm going to disagree with the gravy part, but I'm going to agree with the fried part for sure. Okay, okay. I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't think there's an overly big usage of gravy going on. Right. And there is a lot of fried food. I mean, you, like you yeah. said, fried catfish, hush puppies. Yep, fried uh, shrimp. Fried uh, chicken, fried shrimp. are very popular mm-hmm. uh, sandwich, which is using some sort of fried seafood. Uh, I will say, I, I, I don't think um, fried chicken is not a a louisiana staple that's a big thing to say not to say that and and when i say that that doesn't mean that they don't eat fried chicken down here that doesn't mean you can't find amazing fried chicken down here but i don't i don't know if fried chicken is something that especially louisiana would really like uh like um claim as sort of their food because i think i think 
They we, we they Their are cuisine so seafood is more the seafood. Here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes and sense. And fried catfish, honestly, is more common to me than than fried chicken in Louisiana. Right, that makes sense. True or false, Jared? Sweet tea is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Very sweet tea true. is a huge deal. <laughs> I've only had sweet tea once or twice, actually. It's it's a yeah it's 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 a thing here, and and they 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 take their teas seriously. Also, is it lemonade usually served tea. with lemon. Sweet tea. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love me some lemons. I actually bought I actually bought one uh, when I was in New Orleans. It was great. Nice, nice. All right. True or false, Jared? Southern hospitality is a real thing. Yes. I would say what is it on a whole? I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. I think southern Southerners, and I, I honestly think the deeper you go, the more polite they get. And until and I you think hit that, the ocean, and then there's no more people. I I, I think there are, there are a few things that I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, there are a few things I noticed uh, aspects about the politeness that I wrote down. Uh, one that is honestly annoying to me is that sir and ma'am. Yes, that's not the that's not the one I was gonna say. Oh, that's annoying. Okay. Me, just to Darn. be clear, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I read your mind uh, honestly, for a second I, there. I don't hear much sirs. I do. You hear definitely, ma'am. Though Sir? the ma'am is serious. Like like, I, but I think just in general, the South takes respect for elders a lot more seriously. Right. And I, I and I think that you, you can really see it. And I think some of that has to do with religion. But I maybe wonder it's if it's the elders, Jared, and the ladies. <laughs> well, once, but there you go. Back to the gender roles. Right. I, I think there, I think there is more chivalry and stuff like that, and just mm-hmm. like sort of this old school idea of what it means to treat a, a lady right. Treat which a lady. Some of that stuff still applies, but the, the you know, um, In the north, it's a free for all, baby. So speaking of speaking of politeness, <laughs> uh, you need to stop listening to Bill Burr. Uh, people are uh, certainly open to more conversations with strangers. There's more like howdies as not how not literally howdy. Not howdy, that'd be out but west, wouldn't it? Uh, but, uh, not literally howdy, but there's more like hellos in the streets. There's more likelihood to have a random conversation struck up with you and in, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in definitely down here. Another one is. Uh, Oh, yeah. No, you already said it. I already said them all. Respect for elders mm-hmm. and uh, usage of So ma'am. when you make small talk with people, Jared, are they asking you, why, why are you talking so proper, boy? No, I don't think it happens. No, no, that doesn't really happen. But I think no. that kind of happens less and less as you get do you, older. Do you, you know? use like, that really, sir and ma'am? Are you polite down south, Jared? I, I, not really sir, but I, I definitely throw in ma'am more than I than I okay. would. In the, you know, it's weird, too, because I, I have made the liter- literal, I would say, mistake of Uh-oh. using ma'am up north. Using Ooh, ma'am up north. Don't do that. You can, get some offended ladies. Like, that can ladies. be offensive to people. Oh, yeah. And I, I, and I, 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 maybe I had just gotten back from Louisiana. And I was still in that mindset or something. Or maybe it's just every now and again, I think I do throw in a yes, ma'am, because it is sort of, sort of ingrained into me because, uh, you know, like it is kind of serious down here. And right. I, I've said that to a woman in Michigan just some stranger. I don't know. Maybe I was at a grocery. I don't know. Some, you know, some str- and she got offended. She's like, well, how old do you think I am? <laughs> right. And I was like, when I they know, said that, you should have, you should have pulled out like a crazy number, but like 85, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, I don't know, 80, 75, right. 75. <laughs> that's hilarious. Right. That's, that's funny. I, <laughs> but, I had the same thing happen though. When I used to work at the pharmacy back in the day as a cashier, mm-hmm. um, I would, you know, I would use the term ma'am once in a while, just trying to show politeness and respect. Mm-hmm. A couple times, a couple of them, uh, uh, they had a good, 
good sense of humor and they kind of laughed and go oh man was you know my mom call me mm-hmm. call me you know and then they're by their first name it's um, not yeah uh, there would be no abnormal abnormality down here too especially like right. a younger person to an older person right. saying ma'am like it's completely I like, normal i like seeing that though like and maybe maybe spending some time in in an Asian culture rubbed off on me that mm-hmm. I do like seeing the way that a lot of people in China respect and treat their elders. You know, yeah, I, I like it too. Especially, you know, I have a lot of cousins, um, and even even some of my cousins that when I was a kid were little, you know, like when I was younger, you know, they were younger than me, and they were like little shits and stuff like that, and super annoying to be around. And I remember my cousin Cameron; he used to always play this game where he'd be like does that hurt and i'm like no he's like well what about this i was like can you just like leave me alone but i'm surprised you never hit him back let's not (laughs) uh but there are still um there are but 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 you know no matter how annoying i would find him like still Mm -hmm. you know around my grandma he would he would be very respectful, you know. Really? And, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 He wasn't. He I wouldn't wasn't say very. Grandma. I would, grandma. Yeah, does I this hurt? Very. I would say respectful. I wouldn't say very. Okay. <laughs> but like, but I, I just think it is more ingrained into into children down here. Okay. I like it. I like it too. Because I, I, we've talked a lot about how in the U.S. Uh, it really seems like we're losing it, losing that sort of respect for elders. Here at the you know, okay, podcast. boomer and all that stuff, and just no respect for their <laughs> right. opinions. Or, right. um, but I, I think that's less so down here for sure. Which I think is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. True or false, Jared? Southerners are obsessed with country country music. Mm, well, what do you think my answer would be to that question? Yes, maybe. Well, well, <laughs> well. Maybe maybe this I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Maybe this is a race thing. Yeah, I wonder that's what if I was white say. white Southerners might love country music. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, would it be well, R&B and gospel for the black community in the South? There, black people invented country music. Just as a reminder, so um, I feel like I, I think it is a race thing because I feel like when you hear country, when one not you hears country music today. Mm-hmm. You think some white dude from the South playing a guitar right. and singing about yep. his truck and drinking or whatever, and some issues with this lady. But I think um, country n- now, now what we classify as blues from the from the black community, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times can be country. Yeah, and and I think and I think so. Actually, I guess I'll agree with you. I say yes. I say yes. But I think that. Not in the way that I bet you that question or the person that wrote that is thinking about. Right. Probably not. Southerners live on or near farms. True or false? Uh, I'm going to say true. When I think of the South, I just think of like vast farmland and bayous and the nature and all that stuff. You know, it's, I'm going to say true. That, not because I think I don't even think of a lot of farmland. At least, because my parents, you know, we live in Baton Rouge, which is a, a city. And then also I spend a lot of time in New Orleans, which is an even more populous city. And then in between those two, it is just literally primarily just swamp. <laughs> okay. Um, but the only reason I said yes to that is because I have to imagine that it is in the sense that there's a whole lot of open area. And, and there's a lot less big city. Ha- you know, there's just a lot less no- notable cities in right. the south. Like I couldn't name, I couldn't name two 
I could have named three big cities in Mass- Mississippi. I could name what Jackson, Mississippi, Auburn, only because there's a football team mm-hmm. there. <laughs> That's the only reason I know that. It's kind of the only like I couldn't name, and those aren't. I don't even know how big those cities are. Like, so I have to imagine. Yeah, this probably is mostly country. If I can't even name a big city in these places, right? And obviously Georgia has a, a good bit. Atlanta, Atlanta Macon, right. Georgia, um, New I, I, Orleans. Granted, Honestly, the only one I don't know how big Macon is. The only really big city in, in Georgia I know is Atlanta. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, New Orleans and Baton Rouge are the only really the, uh, Lafayette, but I don't really know what's how big Lafayette is. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you either. But uh, yeah, so I would. That's why I said yeah to that, and it seems like I'm right. All right, what about this one, Jared? True or false? Southern Southerners tend to get married young. True, a hundred percent. Really, a hundred percent true. Yes. So are you the the outcast? I'm not a southerner. <laughs> well, I mean, when you oh, go down family? south, yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in a weird place in my family because my mom is the youngest, so all of my cousins from those nine other siblings, all my cousins are are in their like late thirties, early forties at this mm-hmm. point, and they all have kids. You know, not all of them. The ones that have kids are like now like younger than me like like late teenagers you know like mid late you know from so you're in the middle 10 on you know so so i'm in the middle but granted my sister's married so she's also in the middle so maybe i am the outlier (laughs) okay but yeah no i would say but regardless most of most of my family had kids and got married younger than my sister did okay Uh, who's you know she's a northerner like me i guess but um I, i would agree with that but it goes with the religion thing I think it's more it's more uh, assumed. Uh, well, I I wonder too if it has to do with it. Seems like in the South, um, there still is, and maybe this also has to do with the more conservative values uh, that they really do value family, like mm-hmm. having a family, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of people I went to school with, uh, guys and girls, uh, the focus wasn't on family. It was you know get a good career and you know get, you know make a decent living, not uh, do yeah. that and have a family. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like that idea of a good living. Now, obviously, people want to make enough money to live comfortably, but it doesn't seem like that idea of just like that money hunt is as big of a deal to at least my family down here as as I would as I would as I've seen growing up uh, up north. You know, like if well, I compare my experience up north mm-hmm. to my experience in the south, it seems like the people I know at least up north are way more concerned about this idea of how much money you're going to be making and and sort of your position via your job in society yep yep well that's my other question though is in the south you know i think there's this idea of i mean there's even an alcoholic beverage called southern comfort Mm -hmm. right there's this idea of like in the south the uh yes well i was going to say there's the uh idea of um, like having a little bit more slower lifestyle. Oh, is that yes, a yes, thing yes, down yes, south? Yes. Yeah, but by hardworking, I meant more like like they. I think they more respect like someone that physically does something. Mm, and I don't like, even yeah, like I don't, gotcha. I don't I don't know if this sounds offensive or not, but I, I I do feel like there's more of a respect for like maybe something that you can tangibly see that this person has mm-hmm. done. But yeah, I think there also is as well along with that idea that you're going along with a little bit more more balance for sure. Hmm. And and, okay. and I think I, I think you actually see that a lot with with the food culture like that then bleeds over into the food culture because I feel like they take their food 
so much serious, so much more seriously down here than we ever do in Michigan or or up north. Like like just the idea of always making sure people are properly fed, asking people what they ate, asking people what they're going to eat. Like <laughs> just how let's do, the concern for how hungry you are in the last time you ate is very real down here. No one wants to know that you're hungry. Like, you know, you know what's funny is my my students in China, that's like a trope I keep hearing the first two weeks. We talked about like um, making introductions and other stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, and making small talk. And they just kept saying, uh, they just kept saying, uh, oh, well, let's talk about food, talk about food. Have you eaten yet? Have you eaten breakfast yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and me as a northerner, you know, that's not something that we generally, at least we in have, Michigan, would talk about. We have no foods in Michigan that we're really proud of like that. Right. And, and let me be clear, proud of to the point where we also, it's not just like something that, like, you know, there's Coney dogs or something like that. Right. But I don't think on a whole we're that proud of it. Pasties. And people don't really make that. Like right. a lot of the food that, that people are proud of here in Louisiana stuff is mostly stuff that people are, are making at home. You know, it's not and like, still oh, this restaurant now. is known for this piece of food. It's like, no, right. my aunt or my grandma or this person's this person is known for making it i feel like is way more the vibe here than Mm -hmm. that restaurant is 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 known for making it good right so i think it's i think there's just a big difference there's just more of a connection uh a bond that's formed through food and 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 you can't you have to if you're going to turn someone down for food you got to be prepared like you like you have to really not want to eat because it's really? going to be a fight. So it's, I it's feel kind like of offensive I would be to turn so people down for food. If I was in the you south, you will be. You know, my my sister used to always <laughs> say that that uh, my 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 grandparents would always tell her. You know, they're always like, "Oh, it looks like you're putting on weight." But then they don't. But then they'd. Uh, but then they'd like force food upon her and like ask like ask her if something's wrong if she didn't eat every time they offered her food. <laughs> so it was funny. like this double-edged sword of essentially them calling her fat, but then feeling like there's something really wrong with her if she doesn't constantly eat. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I do think I really enjoy it though. It's it's nice. It, it just right. feels like people care more when, when they're that concerned about. You. Sure, <laughs> which which is really kind, but at the same time, we definitely overeat. I would say in, in yeah, the U.S. Yeah, I think that's a that's a perception down here is that mm-hmm. they uh, that I think that's another perception that we actually didn't talk about is that generally speaking, the South and you know as I mentioned, the more the more South you go, I think the stronger all these stereotypes go. And so in the Deep South, I think it's a pretty strong stereotype that generally speaking. It's a pretty overweight part of the United States. Well, the other thing, too, though, is from what uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to stop listening to so much Bill Burr, but I was listening to an episode (laughs) uh, and they were talking about uh, I forget the name of the city. Now, it was in Louisiana. They uh, uh, turned out that city became the fattest city in America Mm. Um, and it was in Louisiana. I mean, it was some random city, too. It wasn't like Baton Rouge or, or something like that. Right. But anyways, they were talking about how, well, I mean, that's kind of that area is known for having the good eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, you know, f- from what I've heard, it sounds, I mean, the food down South sounds amazing. Yeah. And it's just, it's really just what like their priorities are because it doesn't like, they're not as, I, I, I don't even know how to say it. I don't know. I, but I, this idea, I don't think they're as obsessed about this idea of being fat down here. Like, I feel like if you were to go to, like, you know, any of these coastal elite st- uh, states, the idea of what you physically look like is so important. 
California. D- exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or or like um or or New York or even like if you go to like um you know like uh Oregon Probably or Texas Washington these very active sort of uh right. active sort of lifestyle states, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a lot more concerned about like this idea. But it doesn't seem like they're like that is that is like a as big of a value for them as this idea of looking quote unquote good. You can't be hungry, Jared. Whatever you might call that. And obviously that's a big generalization. Obviously there are people that care about their looks and people that want to stay in shape and all that stuff down here. But it just doesn't seem like that's as big of a, like a focus, you know? Well, I think if you you live in the South, the way you do it is you just become a football player because then if you get, if you get morbidly obese, at least you can still be a lineman and, and, you know, still pull your weight around. He's the greatest left tackle and he can eat a whole, uh, Full pot of gumbo by himself. himself. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know, though, Jared. The the other thing that uh, has always come to my mind in terms of the South is also, especially the Deep South, is uh, like my background suggests today, the bayou, Mm -hmm. and also just the, the... the animals and stuff that are in that area, like the, mm. all the just different types of gators. Nutria. Uh, have, uh-huh. you heard, have you heard Snakes. of Nutria? They're, the Nutria, they're these little, they're, uh, it's a mammal, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a big... It's kind of like a beaver, right? Without yeah. a tail, mm-hmm. basically. Because mm-hmm. I saw those in the looking. Czech Republic. Oh, they have them there too? Yeah, yeah, I saw some it's in the like Czech a Republic. Rodent. Kind of a gross, big, like it's small, but like big as far as rodents go. Right. And they're kind of gross looking. Right. Uh, there's also like a bunch of like... I don't know what you what kind of lizards, but there are certainly like just like tiny lizards over here. Oh, like the geckos, the yeah, newts? yeah, yeah. You see those all over the place. They're cool. In the I like those. Ugh, I don't like it. They were all over Florida when I would go visit. Those are always yeah. kind of cool. I remember I, if I went to Hawaii as a kid. They're there too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I, I as we pulled up to the hotel, I remember this so clearly. I leaned up with my hand on Uh-oh. a on a building, and I. Like I felt like this gecko slit like slither up. I was like, "What the hell was that?" Oh, that is hilarious! It was terrifying because I obviously did not expect that. Yeah, that was yeah. So maybe ever since then, I'm like, "No, get get those geckos away from me." Traumatized from your surprise oh, the gecko way, attack. You you mentioned um, we talked about religion, and you also mentioned "bless your heart." Mm-hmm. I would like to give you a few other religious phrases that I hear. A couple, I should say, the two that I could think of at the top of my head Sounds that I hear good. all the time down here. I'll pray for you is very mm-hmm. common and that one i would say is just as versatile as bless your heart right I'll well yeah because you can say it in sincerity you can <laughs> yes. say it sarcastically you can say it probably spitefully too yeah, i would exactly. imagine exactly i'll uh, pray for them and then thank god a lot of god-based uh uh, uh thank the Who lord know? yeah thank the lord is a very common one and lord i think willing and, and oh, dude, have I got, why did i get a little blurrier you see that yeah yeah you're a little out of focus there we go there we go um, and I think I, I, but I think, you know, we say thank God all over the place, but I think that the reason I put it on the list is cause I feel like down here in the deep South, it seems like they mean it, you know, it's not just a mm. saying <laughs> like they're actually, well, if you're it. more religious, I could see how you could mean that more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel like when we say it, it's more just a generic thing to say, right? it's just a phrase or a saying, but it, especially when I hear like my, my grandparents say it, it's like, no, no, they're thanking God. <laughs> Like that's right. not <laughs> just a saying. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have any other differences that come that you want to bring up? That's well, all. I, obviously, I, can really think I think of. the heat and the humidity oh, is another big one. I was so I, I walked around New Orleans a lot. Um, it was disgusting. It was 
literally disgusting. And I was so ill. I don't know what I was thinking when I packed. I, I packed all long pants and t-shirts. Oh, terrible Dude, idea. I, I, I went on like a, a solid like three mile walk one day and I just came home just like walking, by the way. No, this wasn't really exercise. It was just like a, it was right. extra, it was like a leisurely walk looking at shit. And, and I came sopping. home head to toe, just like, dr- like Dripping. drenched. Yeah. It was terrible. And, and um, now is actually kind of the best time to come. It's actually pretty chilly. Not chilly, but it's like in the 60s today. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now is the time to be here. I've been here in obviously August and September and stuff like that. And that is, that's when you want to die. That is fully when you want. Now it's just like, it's not really hot. It's just humid. Right. And, uh, but, but, you know, when you get to the summer, you get the hot and the humid. And then you get like this. It, it's just like the humidity is, is overbearing. Like it's paint, like it, it's like this blank, like this heat blanket that just pushes you down. And it's like, it almost feels like you can, like, like it's thick and you're walking, like it's slowing you down as you try to walk through it. You can feel it for mm-hmm. sure. If you've ever been in anywhere with serious humidity, you can like feel it. It's weird. And for me, it's the humidity that causes... It feels like it's the humidity that qu- causes the sweat more than the heat does. Probably. Because I lived in, in Pueblo, Colorado for a summer, which is essentially... You know, it's South Colorado, so it's essentially the desert. And it, it was super hot and super dry, and it felt way more comfortable than like... Like 100 in, in Pueblo felt, to me, way more comfortable than like 85 here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and, and that was the first time I really realized when I moved, when I was in Colorado was the first time I really realized that that idea of dry heat and wet heat was a real thing. At first I always thought like, that doesn't, I don't even know what that means. And then I was in Colorado. I was like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> I don't want to, I can actually walk around without feeling like I'm being beat down, even though it's hot outside. Yeah. The, the heat is real. I love, I, I like it though. It, it's, it's as a Michigander, it, it's, it's nice. I really do enjoy it. It's it's a it's a nice change of pace I would say especially when I come at a time like now where it's uh, where it's nice and I'm still working and I've actually you know we do these chit chats with with my coworkers and every every time I, I make sure I slide in that it's in the 70s and 80s just to rub it in their face nice little humble brag as they there. talk about how nice the weather is because it's in like the mid 50s there right now it's gorgeous <laughs> here but yeah you got us beat by by a little bit for honestly sure. though I mean I still think I prefer uh, like how it was before I left where it was beautifully sunny and clear up but like in the 50s over like what I was walking through in New Orleans the other day, any day of the week. Oh, without a doubt. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's all I have as, as far as, as the differences. I think we've covered it. You know, I think the cuisine's definitely a little bit different. Um, I would say for sure it seems like the religious values mm-hmm. are a bit different. And uh, it really goes into a lot of the culture because that also, I think, touches on the relationship aspect of it. You know, they, they take, uh, the, you know, they get married a little quicker they um, have a little bit more connection to family, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the accents, very yep. real, very strong. <laughs> Depending on where you are, for That's sure. That's true, yeah. But, but we're talking about Deep South. And I, right. would say, I would say that as far as Deep South goes, at least me personally, I'd say it's fair to say that in, and I'm not, it, it, they, in the Deep South, everyone's going to have a noticeable accent. Maybe not right. in Tennessee or like the South in general, but the Deep South... I, f- I feel like you're, it's it's almost impossible for you to find someone where you don't even where you don't recognize a southern accent at all. Right, it's, unless Jared's walking around the south. Then, <laughs> yeah, unless there's proper me walking around. 
Right. <laughs> That's right. Staying <laughs> nice and proper. But uh, yeah, I don't know though, dude. I definitely do want to explore a little bit of the deep south at some point. Um, I mean, hopefully, once this van is done, you know, I can definitely do some exploring. Is there um, any sort of limit in t- in your head on the sort of journeys you're willing to take with this van? Well, the one thing I do want to be very mindful of is um, like how hot or cold places will be because I don't have the inside gutted and insulated. Mm. Um, so I do need to keep that in mind. Um, but, unl- you know, as long as the temperatures uh, stay somewhat, you know, habitable uh, while, you know, sleeping inside or outside of a van in a tent, um, I'm pretty much open to it. So, so yeah. Okay. Are, uh, um, okay, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Are you planning on getting it? You plan on insulating it at some point, I imagine. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to need to because if I'm if I'm not if I'm not going and staying anywhere where it's super hot, um, I might not need to. And if I'm not, you know, I mean, I might just not be camping with it in the winter when it's super cold in Michigan. That's um, true. You That's know, true. but we'll see. I've I've thought about it, but you know, it's. Uh, it's a lot of work to gut out the entire interior and uh, put insulation up and all that stuff. Yeah, no, for uh, sure, for sure. By the way, sorry, I keep kicking this chair and there's this thing that makes all this noise. Uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna bring it up. Forget it. I'm forget I said it. I'll bring it up off mic. It's not even worth it. Not okay. Worth it. All right. Sounds good. Well, Jared, I appreciate your insights, though, because you are definitely the expert for today's episode when we're talking about the Deep South. Between you and I, I'm the expert. I'm not an Ex- expert Well, exactly. That's that's what I meant. <laughs> um, but hey, if you know any of our listeners out there who've never been to the U.S., you are certainly an expert to them as well. That's so true. We appreciate your insights and all of your important field research, walking around in a very uh, humid New Orleans, Nolens, I think as they say. Um, so yeah. But anyways, let us know what you love uh, or hate about the deep south at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com let us know if we were right about those stereotypes you know if uh, if southerners really uh, are uh, more religious if they do maybe get married a bit younger uh, if they do really say bless, bless your heart you know let, let us know untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com you can slide into our dms on twitter untranslatable one the number one check us out on instagram untranslatablepodcast i don't know if jared has taken any pictures of his trips um but uh, we'll need to get at least something uh, up there maybe for uh, the Deep South. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Anyways, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, que cuideme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidania. Ooh, or we could have had like a jazzy Dixieland style mm-hmm. intro and outro. That would have been The dueling banjos, I think that's what that's called, right? <laughs> so, yeah, how much longer are you going to be uh, down south? Uh, I leave Friday. And so, how I'm do you actually... feel? You happy? You sad? Uh, it's, uh, it, uh, neither. I'd say indifferent. You know, it, it's. Okay. It, it needs to, uh, you know, I can't stay here forever. I'm, you know, I'm trying to buy a house. Although I'll tell you this, I, I, I started looking at a house.